What's up, everybody? Josie here with Rad Parenting and my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And we are about to start another episode. Super, super stoked. Before I started it, uh, I came up with an idea, Anaya, and I ran it by you, and you said yes. So we're going to give away a copy of your book. Love it. Okay, title of the book, because it's so long. You can never remember. Nine Ways We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. And this book is awesome. It's how I met Anaya Bogue, and we are going to give away a copy. You'll sign it? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and all they got to do is this. Uh, just go to iTunes and write a review about our show. The reviews have been amazing. And the reason we want more reviews is we get better placement on the iTunes page. So all you got to do is write a review on the show, take a picture of it, a little uh, screenshot, and email it to me at uh, radparenting at gmail.com. And then we're going to pick a winner. We'll send you the book. And Anea will sign it. It'll be awesome. Also, Anea, uh, before we start this episode, you have an event going on in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, September se- Saturday, September 17th, we are having our first ever real woman workshop. One full day workshop specifically designed for women, uh, moms of girls. Okay. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's very intimate. There's only so many spots available. We'd love to have you out. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you want to come to the Los Angeles area, um, just go to realgirlprograms.com and you will find all the information you need there. And then we'll also post that on uh, the Rad Parenting Facebook uh, wonderful. page. Wonderful. And you're there. You're hanging out at this. This is your event. Yes, I'll, I'll be leading it. So yep. all the people that listen to the show, you can come out and meet Anaya. Right. What's up? That would be great. That's I'd love to meet you. Awesome. Okay, so write the review uh, on iTunes. Send us a picture of it at radparenting at gmail.com. We will pick a winner, and you will get the book sent to you for free. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let's give away two books. I love it. I, no problem. Okay, done. Two I'd be books. be happy to. Get ready for Rad Parenting. What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here for Rad Parenting with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. There you go. I'm back from vacation. I'm ha- and look at how yummy and tanned you look. I know. I'm pretty tan, aren't I? You are. I was in the sun constantly. We went to Santa Cruz. Lots um, of surfing. Oh, my gosh. So much surfing. Like, I surfed 10 days in a row easily three times a day. Like, I'm in, like, really good shape right now, too. Wow. I could take my shirt off. It's really too bad that all these people can't see you right now. Yeah. yeah but I, I think am... you should do the podcast shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> For Yay! medical science. There she is right there. Our guest, Dr. Suzanne, is back in the house. Back in the house. Hi. I, I'm back from vacation, and you're back from... How many babies did you deliver last six? night? No, no, no. That no, last no. night. Yeah, no, that this week. Been, oh since it's oh. Friday. Since Tuesday, six boys. Six. Oh, we're just looking for one more. Boys. We're looking for one. Is that a team? I'm not really a sports person. Is seven like a team? Uh, no, you. I think uh, even six is a team. Well, volleyball right now you got, team. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna volleyball. Say six for volleyball. <laughs> five for basketball. There we go. Okay. There you go. So we have an alternate. You have exactly. a team right there. The bench is deep. All boys. Yes. What's up with that? Thank God they all don't want circumcisions for these children. Because <laughs> that's on me. What? That's on you. You do the circumcision I do. too. Okay, we need to have. I a, that's a another show. Far too interesting life. That is another show because oh, yes when it is. Yes, with it is. my both my pregnancies, that was a thing mm-hmm. that that was a really big like well researched what what to do pros and cons. Yeah. So that would be another really good show. Yeah, we'll do I, that. My, uh, my uh, wow! Right now, as I'm talking, I, I my son I hope doesn't listen to this because he's like, why did you just tell everyone that I had that procedure? Okay. Um, <laughs> And I remember... Your our, son is never going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. He's not. And he would be so <laughs> bummed at me. But whatever. We, I'll just throw in really quick. Uh, when, when we had the circumcision conversation, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of happened so fast. And before I knew it, our doctor was there to perform it. Yeah. Uh-oh. And, and I know this is going to sound silly, but I was like, I went for like 
I, I didn't do any research except my um, situation down there yeah. has had that performed. <laughs> and I was like, hey, maybe <laughs> him and I can share in that. Like, hey, check it out. But we most, have, Americans, most Americans, I think that's what I thought. And especially people our age and... It, my, I think our kids are similar ages. I have an almost 19-year-old son. I'm Jewish, so and I have like some traditional values around that, but that's also kind of a whole weird conversation. Um, so it was, I actually felt similarly, because it was like a no-brainer. It was like, well, I'm a Jew. Of course, we're going to have a bris, and there's going to be bagels involved. And, and it's <laughs> I day, want those eight, bagels. day eight of your first you know, motherhood experience. And may I can attest, day eight's probably the worst day. You're like losing it. You haven't slept. You feel disgusting. Your you feel hormones like a horrible are person. Your hormones are raging. And I'm going to let you cut a piece of my kid's body off. That's awesome. I'm the worst parent ever. Uh, it I was feel, horrific. Yeah. There was no bagels I involved. I really, really. I would have done it just for the bagels. <laughs> like, I love what? bagels. I have <laughs> heard. I love an onion bagel. Onion everything bagel. I'm I don't s- think I ate that day. Yeah. I cried I a lot. Be- I believe it. And that's why I couldn't. I mean, I was just glad I had girls, so I didn't have to deal with that, that decision. Yeah. But. But uh, Joseb, mm-hmm. I hear, and this is not like scientific research, but most of the men or, or parents that I talk to that say, yeah, we went, whichever way they went, mm-hmm. it's usually, you know, well, we wanted him to look like his dad, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't so much, I wanted, whatevs. I didn't, you know what? It wasn't, I so much wanted him and I to have the same situation down there. Mm-hmm. Cause like someday we're gonna be like, Hey, check it out. Like, <laughs> let's, let's see how it all turned out. Like that wasn't, <laughs> uh-huh. that wasn't what I meant. I meant, I went through that. With my parents, mm-hmm. I didn't think you about didn't it. There was, it. There was yeah. no question. Yeah. And literally, yeah. literally for us, it was you're in the hospital, you go home, and then you come back, and we were checking some things out, and they're doing all the tests. And then it was like, oh, hey, we can do this today. And before I know it, I'm there with my son, and, and that's and it happened, and it was done, and it was fast, um, which in itself made me, you know, if I really would have spent some time thinking, it would have been one of those things that probably went back and forth, back and forth, back oh, yeah, and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of nerve endings yeah. that are lost I know, I know. With happened. it said, with Joseph it said, is yeah, grabbing Grabbing himself. that area right now and <laughs> sharing protection. with you. And I want everyone to know that's listening to Rad Parenting that um, maybe we will do a show on yeah. circumcision, but today we're not. Yeah, we're today, not. but we just did. <laughs> we're not. Right, we just we did. Just started it. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I love how fast we operated yes. on that. It's amazing. Okay, today's show... Uh, I spent a lot of time in the car uh, over the last couple of days driving, and it would be driving to go surfing, or it was even driving uh, just up Northern California to Southern California. And you know how you're just kind of cruising around the airwaves, and you're in the AM land, and you're listening to a million stations that you normally wouldn't hear? I personally never in the AM land. Really, I love the AM land when I drive. For some reason, it makes me feel like, like I don't know, my dad used to listen to AM radio, and ah. I, it's like, you know, I got, I got my son, and we're family trip, and I got the AM radio, and everyone's bummed on me, <laughs> but I'm going to listen to AM radio. <laughs> but this particular trip, I drove in one car and the family drove in another because I had the car, I called it the car of fun. I had all the surfboards, all of the wetsuits, and all of the gear. So I was by myself and it was pretty cool and they were ahead of me. Um, While I'm out there on the road, and this is something I asked Anaya about, and then this is how Dr. Suzanne, you're back, welcome back. I just kept hearing all this talk about Zika. Right, And And I got to be honest, and I I feel totally out, out of touch. I didn't really feel how it applied to me, and mm-hmm. I know when you, it doesn't apply to you, you don't really listen, but on this trip, I just heard more and more reports about it, and Anae and I were just kind of shooting emails back and forth, and I said, hey, you know, 
da, 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 and she said, brought up Zika. And I was like, oh my God, I've been listening so much about that. I feel so out of touch with what is going on. But this last trip and hearing all the reports, it, it got on my radar. And then Anaya said, I've already talked to Dr. Suzanne about coming in and doing a show about this and kind of educating yep. myself right now. Everyone that's listening, I'm going to be learning right now with you or for the people that are already way ahead. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Dr. Suzanne, to actually be here to kind of walk it, me through not knowing anything. Anaya, of course, knowing way more than me. So I guess I'll just start with... I don't even understand what Zika is. I know mosquitoes. Yeah, right. That's all I know. Well, and here's here's the thing that I think is really messing with people is that we don't know that much about it either, which is, you know, scary. scary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's scary to people, understandably. Um, so thanks for having me back, you guys. Yeah. So stoked you're Oh, here. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, feedback yeah. was so great after you were here last time. Oh, good. It's, just a, it's good, a no-brainer. Good, good. We have to continue good. to have you back we on will. a regular basis. We will. Yeah, yeah, like the two people that have been most requested, because we had Chris from the Food Fighters, everyone's like, get Dave Grohl. And then the next one, get Dr. Suzanne. <laughs> yeah. I was, And I was actually, more people wanted me than Dave Grohl. They, which, you know, it was understandable. <laughs> That's how people roll. Even Dr. Dave Suzanne, Grohl hit us up. Dave Grohl. Even Dave Grohl said, <laughs> can you Dave. get Dr. Suzanne back? <laughs> and then I'll do your show. That guy won't leave me alone. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to the more serious, serious topic. topic. Zika, Zika. Which we're avoiding because it's scary. Um, okay. So here's the deal with Zika. It's really, really... Sometimes I step back and my... Just my... And I think, wow, this is a kind of like a weirdly uh, and frighteningly historic time for me to be practicing obstetrics because this is this completely new thing that we're really understanding as it's happening. It's like we're on the ground while it's happening and our ideas about some of it are changing and have changed in the last couple of months. So I think I probably started first hearing about this, you know, maybe in the spring. I, maybe yeah, the I want to say winter? when I was in London last February. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah, that winter. was when there was a big scare and they were because talking about travel thing, restrictions. Because it was it was coming out in Brazil at that time. Yep. And and what was happening was there were all of these births of babies with something called microcephaly, which is not just like the head's a little small. Like it's an abnormally small head. And the reason the head is so small is that part of the development um, in utero with with the head is related to the brain's growth. So if the brain is not growing appropriately, it, the head, the skull won't grow either. So you guys who have had kids, you know, remember you, the, the skull is not fused. That's why we have those soft spots on the baby's head. You got to be careful with Got that. It. That's because the brain is going to continue to grow not only during fetal life, but once the baby's born, obviously, right? Like your baby's head is going to get, look at our heads, a lot bigger than our baby's heads. So until the brain is developed completely in terms of size and growth, the skull bones won't fuse. So that happens in, in childhood at some point. Um, so what is happening in utero is that the, these babies were not getting a normal-sized brain, were mm-hmm. not getting a normal-sized head. They come out, and wow, they're severely, not just deformed, they're severely, severely developmentally delayed. They have, And we're not really probably going to understand for a while, and I'm talking years, what's going on with these kids, but the brains have not grown normally. I'm not going to go into all the details, but they don't have the normal neural connections, and they are going to be severely affected, like not able to care for themselves affected. I mean, it's really horrible. I don't know kind of the history of how they started putting together that it was related to this particular mosquito bite, but that is what evolved, and it was mostly in Brazil initially, and then it's really been throughout, like, Central America, a lot of the Caribbean, actually Southeast Asia, I believe, as well. And so in America, it's typically, right, right, it's kind of like that, you know, we do two things. One, like, oh, yes, the poor people are having that mm-hmm. problem. 
and then, oh my God, how does it affect me? Right. You know? Which I, I, that's more of a political thing, which I find interesting, but I do understand why people are freaking out because the, here you are, you're literally just like doing your thing. It's not like you can avoid uh, the soft cheese or, you know, you're drinking, you have a problem or, you know, whatever it is. Like, that's a thing that you are accountable for that you, you know, took responsibility for. This is like randomly a mosquito bit you. Right. Yeah. Or your partner got bitten by the mosquito right. and sexually transmitted. Okay. okay. So that's a whole, right. to me, that's new because initially when I was hearing about this, I'm like, okay, so mosquitoes, mosquito bites, which is 100%. That's scary. Like, yeah, am I going to yeah. even notice this stupid right, thing bite right. me? Blah, blah, blah. Pregnancy is already a, a, a scary, you know, intense time yeah, because yeah. there's so many unknowns. And then to have that in the mix. But when I started hearing recently, like, transmission through yeah. uh, through sex and, there's, and blood, right, which is starting to feel more like, you know, we're back dealing with HIV, HIV. And, yeah. you know, it just, I can, I can, we can't do what you were saying anymore where it's just like, well, that's happening over there right, and the mosquitoes right, are over right, there. Right. Because now if we're talking about human beings right. being over there, potentially getting bitten, come right. back, coming back here right. and engaging in sex. Well, and that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna get over here. So and it has already. So so I wanna say two things about it. I'm gonna go into the details of it so we can understand as much as we can understand. Mm-hmm. But I also wanna say something else. And you know, you guys have heard me on on this podcast and you know me and Nea well. This is really hard for me on a personal and professional level because I am that girl who is all about we're not living from fear and I don't want to make decisions from fear yep. and I don't want to make da, 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 da. And I have had to really face my own bullshit mm-hmm. and say like, guess what? This is scary and it kind of scares me too and I'm going to have to come down and tell you some stuff that I don't – it's outside of my normal philosophy. But as a physician, it is my responsibility to educate you. And that's been really interesting for me because I don't like to do it that way. Right. And I don't I don't like to be told what to do either, by the way. So Sounds I like you're to... very human as it turns <laughs> out. Imagine. No, no. I get, but, I, but I get where you're coming from. It's really intense because yeah. this is a thing where I have to say, and I have to say early on, like sometimes it's our first meeting, right? Ugh, it's like everything I don't want to do. So that's an interesting thing for me in my life right now where it's like a thing I don't want to do, which is about me. Okay, so I made it into me as usual. <laughs> so... But okay, I'm dealing with that. I have therapy and I have friends. We'll be okay. I'm going to be okay. However, it does bum me out. I don't want to be negative and I have to be negative mm-hmm. because there is a Can lot. Can I interrupt though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, you know what? I know what you're saying. I come in, I got my wife, we're pregnant and, and what you're saying is you're having to share this information with yeah. me. Can I tell you right now? I, I don't think that's being negative. I think you're, I think, yeah. I think that's being uh, proactive. I think that's making a person aware. Just no different than when you're having a financial advisor say, hey man, I don't want to be a bum out, but you're about to turn 60. Maybe right now is not about the time to throw all your money into the market. You know, <laughs> I think that's not, that's not. Right. But, so and, being right, informed. Right. Yeah, and I think that's right. what we're doing today. Right. Yes. This is right. not a super happy exactly. topic, no. but we are better equipped to deal with A, our fear right. around something, right. exactly. and B, uh, our ex- potential yeah. exposure, especially for those of us who are still in baby-making Absolutely. Time. And I know right. a lot of our listeners, a lot of the, the, the parents out there, um, both have, and I always say this, you're just trying to make ends meet. You're driving kids to summer camp. You're dr- picking up the babysitter. You're going here, you're going there. You turn on the radio. Okay, Zika, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, and, it, and all of a sudden, it's just another fear, which right, you're saying exactly. that you don't want to have on your mind. But, you know, at but this point, when I spoke to Anaya, I was like... You can't protect yourself if you're not educated. So it, first, let me Anaya's say point. this. We have had two cases recorded that were, um, as far as we know, 
um, transmission occurred in the U.S. in Miami, which doesn't surprise me because Miami, Louisiana, all that to yep. me, I mean, no offense to any of you guys in this, that's not even, that's like the Caribbean, really, almost more than it mm-hmm. is, you know. So that's where it's going to start because it's going to be the easiest, most likely to, to, for transmission to occur. So this is not travel-related as far as I understand, but the actual mosquito bites that cause the transmission right. are thought to have occurred in the Miami area. But other than that, we do not know of any of these particular strains. And it's a very specific, it's not your average mosquito. This is so important to know. It's not the regular mosquito out there. It's a much larger, um, it's, it looks different. Not that like you're going to be like, oh my God, it's, this, you know, yeah. but it, it looks different and it's a very obviously different mosquito. So once you're bitten by it, are there any other? Okay. So that's a yeah, great that's question. Yeah, that's the first thing so, that's going through my head. And here's the thing, and I was actually, because I was looking into it, because let me backtrack a little bit. I had a really interesting experience maybe a month ago with a patient of mine who was visiting family in Miami and her husband did get a mosquito bite and um, they had intercourse and then they got back and she found out that there had been a case in Miami. Oh my gosh. Now let me just say, this was really interesting on a million different levels. So our arrangement in our community is that we have a wonderful uh, specialist officer, high-risk OB doctors. Wait, 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 when you say your community, what does that mean? In Los, Ange- in Los Angeles here in Beverly Medical Hills. community? Medical community. In our okay. medical community um, where we have uh, a specialty practice, not, you know, that's their own practice. And they do like all of our high-risk OB stuff and assessments and things like that. And they got on top of this very, very, very early. They're leaders in, nationally in the OBGYN community. And they set up as a testing site so that if anybody had any serious exposure or risk, they could go in there, be screened. Um, if they met criteria, they could have their blood drawn. And they had, because it has to be specially drawn and go to the CDC and all this stuff, Centers wow. for Disease Control. It's very, this is not like a normal lab that is done. Mm-hmm. So that was great. And to be perfectly honest, you know, the neuroses and the fear that are going to come up around this and people who really don't need to be tested or screened, it was sort of a relief to have sort of, okay, you go to that office, they're going to screen, go through the questionnaire, and if you meet criteria, you'll get the test. And if you don't, you don't need it. Right. I mean, okay, fine, that was working. Well, my patient came back from Miami, had this information, which, by the way, wasn't in the public eye yet. It hadn't been reported. She freaked out, and she, like, called, like, the health department in L.A. and the CDC herself, and they were like, yeah, as it turns out, there have been some cases that haven't been reported yet. This is crazy. She told me all this before it came out in the news. Wow. She was freaking out. She called the specialist office. They refused to see her and do lab work. I'm not saying any names because I love and respect these people. Because she didn't quote me criteria, and we'll go over that in a sec. The reality is what happened, and then a week later, oh, guess what? The, you know, there were no cases in Miami, blah, blah, blah. This is what she was told. You, nobody got sick. Your husband had a mosquito bite, but he didn't actually get sick. So this is, I, this is a roundabout way to answer your question, Joe. Um, fast forward, you know what? I said to myself, this lady is freaking out. Let me find out how to work with this. She and I put our heads together. I said, look, you can't just come in and get blood drawn. You do the research and let me know what kind of, you know, lab it needs to be done. And I'm going to call my lab. And we figured it out. We made a decision to just do the lab work in my office. And she's not exposed and she's fine. But to me, it was worthwhile to allow this woman to sleep for the next 20 weeks of her pregnancy. Which is what makes you so great. Well, I mean, I don't know if it makes me so great. I just think it was like, let me deal with the reality of this situation. I just felt like the compassion portion, I really didn't think she had a serious risk. But it's like, if it's not 
that hard. Why am I not doing it? I just thought that was weird. Okay, so wait, hold on. Because I what I what I don't understand is once you have Okay, yeah. so let's just say using the, this couple, let's just say that her husband had been bitten by the the mosquito that right. transmits Zika. And uh, were they trying to have a baby or was she pregnant? She's, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. She's 20 okay. weeks pregnant. Got it. So yeah. I get oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's just say that she was not yet pregnant. You're dealing with a couple who's not yet pregnant. He gets, how long is that thing what in his system? What we're telling people right now is that if you have had a potential exposure as a man, mm-hmm. you should be using condoms mm-hmm. or not having sex for two months. That oh. the potential risk of exposure is two months after the exposure to your partner of Zika okay. that could be dangerous to the pregnancy or a future pregnancy mm-hmm. is two months. Okay. So it gets it gets a little and I don't I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, maybe one of your listeners wants to look into I don't know that we know where that number came from. I right. think we're like, well, we're gonna Yeah. I mean, I guess the theoretically or maybe other virus. Yeah, we don't know how long once the Zika, Zika virus is in a well, male, think, how long it's with them. And, well, and is there any two, other? We're saying two months partly based on what we know about the life of a virus, other viruses that are similar in the body, like the life cycle. Like the virus is largely out of the body and not transmittable after two months. Are there any other signs like if, I, if a guy yes. gets bit? Okay, so here's really the real criteria. If you as the pregnant woman, as a potentially pregnant woman or the partner of a pregnant or potentially pregnant woman has gotten a mosquito bite and there's a very specific illness that goes along with it. It's, it's a viral illness, high fevers, rash, um, I, there's eye stuff like conjunctivitis or um, pain in the eyes, joint aches. It's fairly nonspecific because these sound like a really bad viral infection, although it's associated with a mosquito bite. That could be from Zika. That's a person that needs to be tested and or their partner needs to be tested. And I think what happened with this woman going to the specialist office is they were looking for that, and that hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. I understand where she was coming from because it had just occurred in an area right. in How the do we know first place sure? in the United States where we have documented yep. cases. So we've now had a birth in California that was most likely a Zika birth. I th- I, mean, I think the uh, the thought with that is that this person did not get Zika here in California, but it got it elsewhere or got it sexually and then had the baby here. I don't know a lot mm-hmm. about that. But we're going to start seeing more of this stuff. And, you know, ha- the idea of having a severely affected child is terrifying yes. to people, understandably. Whether or not the issue is I need to know if the rest of my life is now completely different, although we know getting pregnant and having a baby is really already have no that's idea already what you're thinking or talking about. <laughs> but, you know, you're not going into it thinking I'm going to have a child that will never, ever take care of themselves, yes. never go to school, yes. never walk. I mean, th- that's not... I got to ask you this. You know. With all that said, how is the medical community all over the United States, all over the world, is, I mean, is this like priority list for everybody right well, now of like I mean think all I'm thinking about it, Brazil <laughs> Olympics right now oh, there's yeah. a lot of people and that, there that's part of the reason and also, a lot of press and, and also oh yeah I had yeah. patients I have patients who are journalists who did not go did not cover either because they are pregnant or and I think what's her, Guthrie what's her name the Today Show or one of those women did not go uh-huh. um, either they were thinking about getting pregnant or they were pregnant I have patients who also didn't cover the Olympics for that reason um, you know, it, it's it's real. It's not just. But crazy. what are we doing to what come up with a vir- something <laughs> well, that we you need to commit funds? The virus. And that's a very hard thing to do right now in Congress. You might have noticed it's hard to get anything done, especially now. But there, you know, President Obama was trying to get funds committed to vaccine 
um, development, we need to develop a vaccine because there's no treatment. There's no treatment for this viral illness. So if you get exposed, that's it. We can survey you. We, we can watch you. We watch the development. It's, let's say you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you either got a bite or you were with a partner who got a bite and was sick. And we really think there's a, and we, maybe they tested positive. So what do we do? Let's say worst case scenario, there's an exposure that's documented. You know, we know you got exposed. We do serial ultrasounds to make sure that the growth is normal and the brain development is normal. Mm-hmm. That's literally all we can do. Or and you could terminate. You could terminate the pregnancy. Right. And I did, and this is, you know, frightening, but in terms of getting quick feedback, I did uh, read in one, um, one uh, you know, story or article or whatever on Zika that when the... Um, the scientists were looking at these, they call them like microbrains or something. So it's something that mm-hmm. mimics like the mm-hmm. cell development in a human brain. And they introduced the virus. They were like stunned that within like three days, there was this. Within six days, it was like full blown. They yeah. could see how quickly the cell, cell cells were deteriorating. And so I would think that if you were in that situation, as horrible as it is to have to contemplate like terminating a pregnancy under those circumstances, that at least it wouldn't be like this long drawn out, well, we'll see right, this right, mom. Right, right, right. You know, oh, three months later, uh oh, now it looks like there's actually a problem. It sounds right. like you could detect. Well, it depends on where you are in the pregnancy because you're not going to really see a lot of that until sometime in the second trimester because you're not going to see microcephaly or, or brain development very well until you're getting into 15, 16, got 17 it. weeks. Yep. Wow. So if you got exposed at eight weeks, you know. I mean, you're not really going to see very much. I could be wrong, but that's my impression. Mm -hmm. That is my understanding. And Mm -hmm. most of this stuff is coming out in the second trimester ultrasound screening. So, yes, but you're right. The weird blessing would be that it will develop rather rapidly, and it will be obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what's going to happen is as we are testing more and there's more exposure, you know, the other thing we don't know is transmission rates. Is it 100%? Is it 50%? Is right. it 30%? So let's say you test positive for Zika and you're eight weeks pregnant. I mean, do you terminate? I think a lot of people probably will right now, right. Given depending on obviously the other aspects of their of decision making. making. Decision. Mm-hmm. But if there are people who would be inclined to terminate at eight weeks, you're not going to probably see anything. So, and, and we can't say you have, this is your risk of developing this. Right. So that, that's also another really weird thing. And that's just going to be a time will tell thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Joseph has his hand up. Because right now I gotta, I I gotta dive in and say that if I was a parent listening, um, young mother out there, uh, a couple, uh, thinking about, you know, getting, having their first child together, any of those things, this conversation would really be freaking me out right now. Yeah, of course. So I gotta ask you what you're speaking to those young parents or anyone that's getting ready to have a baby and start that journey. What would you say right right now to them? First of all, the Centers for Disease Control has a website that they're updating all the time. Although I looked this morning and it looks like the thing I looked at was maybe six weeks ago. But I think that was the fever and the the symptoms thing. They have, um, go to the cdc.gov, okay, website. On the homepage is a huge mosquito. Click on that. That will tell you where we currently know Zika virus lives. Don't go there. Don't go to those places. That's number one. If you are a traveler, if your partner is a traveler, don't go to those. Don't go to Costa Rica on vacation. I'm so sorry, Costa Rica, a beautiful vacation site. And if you can afford to do it, you should someday when you're my age, <laughs> <laughs> when you're no Maybe longer having babies, are, are no longer fertile. Yeah. Um, so don't do that because that you know. And I've had people cancel weddings, cancel v- events. They just you got to be smart. That's number one. Number two, should you find yourself any place where we 
you know, potentially like you're going to New Orleans. New Orleans I love New Orleans. It is one of my favorite places. Is New Orleans going to have Zika? Oh, hell yes. I mean, New Orleans is not America. And I say that with love in my heart. You, here's something that I never, because I'm so freaking holistic. You got to cover yourself in DEET, folks. You got to yep. cover yourself in mosquito repellent. Yeah. That's what you got to do. So there are things you can do to prevent mosquito exposure. Um, you're, so, right, I mean, all I'm getting is this. Don't go to the places where Zika's at right now. If you're considering starting a family and you're in that part of your newly life. Pregnant. Yeah, or yeah. you're newly pregnant. That's the deal. Don't go there. For all my bros that were like, dude, I'm going to Costa Rica. Right. Surf. That right. trip's canceled. Right. That you know trip's what? canceled. Maybe it takes a little bit of this, like, uh, it takes the fear down a little bit. I was just, I always think in analogies. Right. And I'm like, so if I, if somebody were to tell me, look, you know what? We don't know for sure that you having a glass of wine a day while you're pregnant is going to mean you're going to have a deformed baby. Right. But I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to err on the side of not drinking during right, my pregnancy, right, it right. really could be, given that there's something I can do, there's a step I can take to just, it, as a preventative measure, that you're saying there are absolutely preventative measures yeah, that we can take. Yeah. We're lucky to be in this part of the world where there's not a lot of exposure and where there is potential for expo- exposure, make your decision. And also, well, we, we, can, also we, can educate, we can educate control. ourselves. We have mosquito control measures in the United States because we have public health, because we pay taxes. I won't get any more political than that. Okay. <laughs> and that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. And we have vaccination programs. Yeah. So hopefully this, we will be able to commit some funds to vaccinations and we can talk about vaccinations in general at another time. But here is a really clear example of why vaccinations are not killing people, but they are helping people. And in areas of the world where they don't have mosquito prevention programs, that standing mm-hmm. water, you know, you live in a marshy area, blah, 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 blah. And this gets into a lot of really... Interesting stuff like, um, you know, there are places that are being sprayed, right, with mosquito prevention stuff, whatever, uh, uh, repellent, essentially. Not Mm -hmm. repellent, but it's, no, it's insecticides. So normally would I be pro, like, hey, let's kill all the insects? No, not really. There's a lot of bad things about killing insects. First of all, it's probably not good for the other humans, animals, and plants that are living in that area. Second of all, the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom has a natural selection Mm -hmm. thing, and those bugs need to live to be beneficial to that plant, da-da-da-da. Okay, in this case... I think we have to say we're the humans, we have the technology, we don't want to have a whole bunch of these people Mm -hmm. affected, Mm -hmm. and we're making a decision, we're making a risk-benefit analysis, and we're saying we're going to spray. A lot of people are not going to be okay with spraying. And I don't really know what to tell you because the government will do this without your permission, probably. Right. You and know? and I the- think we always have to, every decision, I don't think that we can have blacks and whites in, in decision making, especially when there's lives at stake. Right. We have to look and say, okay, yes, this is unfortunate, right. but this is the lesser of the evils given that there's human lives I think that's at what's stake. going on right now. It's just interesting. It's pulling up a lot of hot bit button issues that we're dealing with in other aspects of the culture. And it sort of brings a lot of it together um, in a very interesting interesting and different com- conversation because Americans in general, we are so privileged. We have been so um, really living in a very uh, risk-free mm-hmm. world in many ways, or at least in a fantasy of a risk-free world. So this really <laughs> rocks our yes. crap. Like it, It's like, oh my God, it is not what I thought. I'm not in control. And I've talked about this here and with you. And that is the idea in pregnancy of being in control and, you know, how bogus that is. And usually I'm talking about it on like a spiritual and a psychological and philosophical level. And I think it's really an important opportunity for growth. This is like actually not being in control. And this is an actual thing to be fearful of. But like you guys said, here are the things you can do. A, B, C. These are things you can do to keep yourself safe 
and to reduce your risk. Normally, what I say to people about a lot of the other risk things like, you know, mercury and fish or Mm. the alcohol or raw food and listeria is here are the criteria, here are the things that could be risky to you. You kind of nailed it. What I say to people is like, look, if you want to go to that amazing sushi restaurant and you're going to enjoy the sushi where you probably won't get listeria, but I can't promise you Mm -hmm. you won't. If you're going to enjoy it and you're going to sleep the rest of your pregnancy, go. Just take accountability, decide what risk you're okay with, what risk you're not okay with. If you will not sleep the entire pregnancy, don't go. Yep. So, there are some things you can do regarding Zika in that in yep. that same vein, I think. Yep. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Dr. Suzanne, as always, to to answer the questions that our listeners have, answer questions that I had on the whole Zika issue. Because like I said, before th- we even started this, my information on it was just limited to what I was hearing on the radio. And I didn't really have anything I could share with anyone that would maybe ask me a question like, hey, do you know anything about this? Um, as we continue this ride yeah. that we're going to have with this virus, will you kind of keep yeah, coming back? Yeah, and, and I'm just and, thinking, and, I'm like, is there anything us? I haven't said or addressed? But well, if people have questions, yeah, they should send them and great. we'll go through them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if, they wanna, if anyone wants to hit you up, they can hit you up on Twitter and At follow Ask you there. Dr. Suzanne, okay. no punctuation. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, same handle. Okay, and then can it, do you have an email address that anyone emails you directly? At? No. You nothing like that? Okay, cool. <laughs> but you can fuck but Facebook, Dr. Suzanne Gilbert Glenn's on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, or hit nice. us up. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know last time you were on the show, uh, we got a few questions, and anyone that wants to reach out to Dr. Suzanne or anyone that wants to hit us up a question or anything, you can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Dr. Suzanne, always a blast to have you on the show. And one of the ideas that I came up with, and I'm throwing it on the two of you right now, um, Anae and I have been talking about doing a live show. And it'll probably be uh, somewhere here in Los Angeles where we're going to invite our listeners out and just make it a really, really fun night. I think you got to come on that show oh, with yeah, us. Oh, yeah, of course. So yes. with the crowd yeah. and the whole thing. Oh, I love that. It might only be like five <laughs> of us. It might be like five people. But the, I thought of that. What do you think of that? I love it. Is that cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have awesome. a night of rad parenting yeah. and Dr. Can Suzanne. Can we have wine? absolutely thank you guys all for listening to Rad Parenting we'll get Dr. Suzanne in here again like I said hit us up Uh, you can follow us on Facebook Rad uh, Parenting you can check us out there also keep the emails coming radparenting and the iTunes reviews OMG thank you so much thank you guys so much it's so nice to know that you guys are listening and I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the show as much as we are doing it my name is Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue and we are out of here ready all together one two three late